You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Tone Mob Podcast. I'm super stoked to bring this one to you. And I wanted to let you know, I know you're used to these things coming out on Monday, as this one did, but just in case you missed it, last Friday, I dropped something very, very special. My friend Devon Blue came back on with his partner in crime, Chelsea Baker, and we introduced some brand new tracks from their group, Boy Indigo. We dropped the tracks last Friday, and they are still up there and available to listen to. It's a different format than we're used to. Basically how it works is we introduce the band, we play the music, we talk about the production, the gear, the recording, the writing process, etc. for each track, and go over it in a little more granular detail. And you get to hear the music in real time. And currently, there's nowhere else to hear these tracks. This is a Tone Mob exclusive. They're really great songs, and I'm super excited to be able to bring them to you before anybody else. So slide back just to the episode prior, and you can check out some new tunes. Okay, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this one with Mr. Andrew Ferris, the Guitar Geek. All right, boom. Another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar stuff once in a while, occasionally, sometimes. I'm your host, Blake Weiland, and with me today, I have a, a long overdue guest who should have been on ages ago, but better late than never, Andy Ferris, the guitar geek. Hello, hello. Thank you for the invitation, Blake. Dude, we should have been we should have been doing this a long time ago. I've been watching you have. for a long time, I feel like. Oh, really? Oh, that's feel, good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, like I I don't know when. Well, let's let you tell the story so I don't butcher it. Let's uh, go back into your your musical upbringing and how oh did you goodness. get on the uh, yeah? How did you get on the YouTube thing? Let's let's do the whole story. Uh, well, um, do you want to do YouTube first or, or the musical history? Musical history. I'm, I have a okay. feeling that leads to YouTube at some point. Yeah, through very tenuously. Um, I guess. The easiest way to say this is that um, my family on my mother's side, everybody played a musical instrument. Um, where I come from, there's a lot of brass instruments that are played uh, in the Forest of Dean in England. And my grandfather was a drummer and entertainer and singer. And he was in the army playing brass and, and doing army music. And... Um, and then when he stopped being in the army, he carried on running or helping to run the, the local brass band. So my mum and her brothers and sisters all learned instruments. I'm not sure if they wanted to, but um, my mum went on to be a piano teacher <laughs> and did the sort of the qualifications and all that. Again, not sure if she wanted to, but she did it. Um, and I, I had no interest whatsoever. Absolutely zero. Um, I was more interested in computers and nerdy, geeky things and, you know, gaming and the days of the Atari ST and the Commodore 64, showing my age. Uh, but I would go on a Saturday night uh, very often to uh, a place called the British Legion, which is um, a place for ex-soldiers to have a, have a fun time, like a, like a club. 
And um, my grandfather would be the, the drummer and singer of the band there. And I would sit behind the drum kit with him. And I was allowed to play the maracas or, or tambourine or whatever he had for me. And so I learned um, by osmosis, I guess, what he was doing. And um, he was great at it. He was absolutely, he passed away recently. So um, that's why I'm saying was. Um, and yeah, he, he was absolutely, everybody knew him. And I thought, what a great way to be about life. He was so positive, you know? Um, totally. Totally. Sadly, I had no interest in music. And then I remember one day my mom came into my bedroom and I was gaming or whatever. And she said, um, do you want to come and have a piano lesson? And I, I avoided it my entire life. And she said, one day you'll love music. And I said, no, I really could not care less. And then I heard Nirvana. <laughs> Nirvana ah. happened. And I instantly said, yep, that's for me. That's, that's the catalyst, the kicker, the one that started everything. For so many people, yes. I mean, I I remember hearing Nirvana, and I, I was a little bit after the whole explosion came mm -hmm. along. But I remember hearing them on the radio as one of the first like uh, hard rock bands, I guess you would say, that I mm -hmm. discovered on my own because I'd been weaned on country. Uh, and so once I heard Nirvana for the first time, I didn't know what it was. It, I actually heard it and thought, "This is a great band." And, you know, didn't really think anything of it, of it until a little bit later when a kid at school was like, have you heard Nirvana? And I was like, no. And then he put it on. I was like, oh, yes, I have. This is that band. I thought, how fantastic. <laughs> you know? Cool. So, yeah, that's a connection we have there. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that changed everything for me. And um, again, there was no Internet back then. There were I come from a very small sort of country place. So there were no real no way to get information apart from what was on TV or the radio, you know? So there was no way to learn any songs, no way to, to know what Kurt was playing, no way to understand the lyrics apart from, you know, learning them. So for years I was singing the wrong lyrics and playing the wrong chords. And it was part of the fun, you know, the discovery of, for me, what was really a, a, a punk. It was just in a garage, my friend who couldn't even play the drums, playing the drums, me who couldn't really play guitar, playing guitar, and we just had the most amazing fun. Um, and I lived for it. About, um, about what age was this? Uh, this would have been about 1993, so I would have been about 12, 92, 93. So they did Reading 1992, uh, that really famous uh, Live at Reading show. Uh, it was not long before Kurt killed himself, or I should say Kurt died. Um, right. For all the conspiracy theorists out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it was It was kind of like I got into it. I was like, oh, my God, this this is the thing. And then suddenly it ended. I'm like, what? what? No, I was, I was enjoying that. There's no more. Right. Um, right. So I remember buying um, like uh, live in New York, unplugged, and saving all my pennies. Like uh, genuinely looking through the sofa um, for the extra pennies, and I was like a pound short. So my, my 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 grandmother gave me a pound, and I walked the five miles to the local record shop and picked it up. Um, it was that big of a deal for me. The you know we are so spoiled now. Now it's mm. just like, I think I want to hear this. So let me pull it up on my device. And I mean, really, back in the day, 
and I feel like my generation might have been the very tail end of this actually happening. You'd have to go to the store and thumb through the bins to find something. Uh, it was mostly CDs by that point for sure, me, sure. but it was it was a thing that we would do. We would go to the FYE or the whatever. You know, there weren't a lot of independent shops when I was a kid, and we would go there and like I don't know what this is. This has a cool cover. You know, let's go, let's yeah. buy it and see what it is. Like, <laughs> it's such a different world. Absolutely. Yeah. The, yeah. Just buying a record or, or a CD or a tape on the strength of the cover art. Man, what an experience that is. That's awesome. Right. And sometimes it was a good one. Sometimes you're like, oh, man, I really, <laughs> I really dropped the ball on this one. This one yeah. is not, not what I was hoping for. It's uh, but then then you find a friend who have you have you heard this? No, oh, you're gonna love it. Do you want to swap it for something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Pass it on to somebody else. That's right. For, fortunately, by the point I was into it, like selling them back to the store was an option. So you could you could buy a used CD and sell it back yeah. to the store. Obviously, you'd lose a few bucks, but at least you weren't completely lost, and you could uh, trade it out for something you did like, which was cool, which was a good experience. But after Nirvana, where did you spin off from there? You had to have felt a little bit lost for a moment there. Yeah, um, I mean, I, the, as I said, Nirvana was the catalyst, and that's the reason I started. Uh, I, the reason I picked up a guitar, but I actually I was in a band before I could play anything, uh, which I think is extremely punk and and great. Uh, and I was actually the drummer, so I, re, I I I theorized that because I'd sat behind my grandfather all those years watching him play drums, then I must therefore be able to play drums myself. And um, it turns out I can't. Or couldn't, and still can't. <laughs> they didn't stop us playing a few gigs. Um, and, and again, it's just that passion. And, that, and that's why I love Nirvana and still do, and, and all that sort of energetic music. It's just the passion and the, the dedication and the, the need to, to perform or, or to this cathartic reason to play music, to have to get something out of your body that if you didn't get it out, you would be unhappy. Um, so I carried on doing that and carried on playing any sort of youth club or any place that would have us play. And there weren't that many. Um, then I got into the president's United States of America. Uh, yes. and again, that changed my life because I realized you didn't have to take yourself so seriously, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and with Nirvana, I, I've, even though now looking back, they weren't taking themselves that seriously. They were kind of, you know, punk guys, but I took Nirvana so seriously. It was like a like a religion. And then then I heard, I think it was Kitty first and or, or Back Porch from the presidents. And it just okay. Just the way they approached what they were doing was fun. And then again I changed and I realized that okay, music shouldn't be taken so seriously if you don't want to. You can have it have fun. You know, it's not about um I want to say hitting the right notes. They did hit the right notes, but uh, it's about coming with a fun attitude so uh i moved a, a little bit i went to college and i was i was a really good student at school i was extremely um well behaved and extremely I, I wouldn't say intelligent but i would say that i knew how to learn and i knew the system the school system then i went to college and it all fell apart and um i failed pretty much everything after school but carried on playing music and I, I guess I had support, but um, 
it was really a case of what what are you going to do with your life you know because you you can't be a musician it's not going to happen it's it's not possible um and i didn't care you know it was it was it was all i could think about day and night and uh i entered a competition a battle of the bands a national one and we went from being a band in a small tiny little village to being on a huge stage in front of thousands of people um and having an actual chance of winning and then we came second and it absolutely destroyed me um were you playing guitar by this point yeah yeah this this was, i i stopped the drums like months like, like a month thought, oh, screw that that's that's not for me okay. uh, <laughs> I, pro- I progressed to bass sorry and then i um progressed to guitar accidentally started singing because nobody else would and then on this this stage we, we came second in this competition and it it destroyed my life because second place is so close so beautifully close and first place you know you're one step away uh so yeah, I stopped playing guitar for I think three years. I got really depressed. Oh wow! Went, yeah, it, it it got really dark. Went off and did um, other things that I was rubbish at. Then um, managed to get back into music via working in uh, an entertainment bar, and I saw an advert that said, "Can you dance or sing?" And I thought, well, neither really, but I can. You know, it sounds like fun. Uh, so I was working in a bar where we would we would serve beer and, and all the drinks, and then we'd get on stage. It was like uh, Coyote Ugly. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that, but not sexy. Uh, I was not, talented. Um, <laughs> not provocative in any way. It was pure fun. Um, and I met some amazing people. I had some great years of my life. Um, then we had these guys that would visit um, playing piano, uh, sort of like, um, it was called dueling pianos, and they would sing over backing tracks occasionally play the piano uh, even though they were supposed to all the time and i thought that looks like fun and more money so i, I started doing that and traveling around entertaining with a, a keyboard and um you know singing and, and entertaining nightclubs uh that was the next step i guess and Every time I did it, I started to get paid a little bit more money, you know, and it started to, I, I couldn't call it a career, but it was while I was bumming around making my own music, it was paying bills and I was still learning. Um, yeah, so that, that, that lasted eight years and uh, far too long. I, it turns out I had too much fun doing it and I kind of lost the way for actually my own music. Um, but uh, that brings us to 2009. I, I'm not boring you, am I? Is this, not is this at all. Okay, cool. Because I'm talking a lot. Um, that brings podcast. us to 2009. You're supposed, you're supposed to talk a lot. That's how. Oh this yeah, works. we can, we yeah. can sit in silence and and hope people listen to that. <laughs> 2009, there was a, a financial crisis in the UK. Uh, I'm not sure if it happened where where you are, but in 2009, oh, yeah. everything got turned upside down, and I was living in Wales in Swansea, managing uh, one of these clubs, and you know, I, I kind of worked my way to the top of of that um, sort of um, that job, that that whole company, I couldn't go any further. So I was also depressed and miserable, and having to go on stage every night and entertain. So the the typical sort of cliche uh, tears of a clown or entertainer that's smoking, like Krusty the Clown, like smoking backstage and, and drinking, and then going, "Hey, hey, kids!" You know, and okay, right, that sort right. of stuff. Um, that was a terrible Krusty. Sorry, there was no. There was no throat in that at all. Um, so <laughs> I lost my job. Rat. That'll do it for you. 
Yeah, I, I gave up years ago, so maybe, maybe that's it. I need to start. Uh, we'll try again. Uh, I lost my job, and I just jumped in my car with my best friend, and we started. We, we drove, and I took a guitar and some clothes. We ended up going to France, um, and I busked around Europe for a good six months, uh, and it was the most amazing time of my life. I had no responsibilities. I slept in the back of this car with my friend. We would we got gigs, you know. People were seeing us. And say, hey, would you play my wedding? Like, yeah, sure. Um, we met unbelievable people. Um, when I was in Lyon, in France, I met my girlfriend, who is still my my girlfriend or partner, whatever you want to say. Now that we're grown ups, and I live in Austria. Um, and in Austria, there's very little live music. It's not like in England where there's a, a pub or a bar and you there's a band on at least somewhere, you know? Really? Uh, yeah, it's 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 very different here. And we're in Upper Austria, and there's it's very widespread. Whereas in England, it's very compacted. There's you know you're living next to and on top of each other. Here, like I live next to a field right now, and, and I have neighbors, but on the one side of the house, it's just a field. So there's not that many people here, not enough people to necessitate a bar and certainly support it financially and to get gigs. There's this really weird thing in Austria where a, a venue will only book you once, maybe twice a year, even if you've had a successful gig and you've you know, sold all the tickets. They don't, that's the rule. They don't book you more than twice if what? you're lucky. It's is insane. That, is that because they want it to like, feel special? Or like, what's the reason? The only reason I can find is that that's the way it is. That's the way we've done it. It's the way we've always done it. Um, it's To me, it's insane. Like we did this bar, it's, it's a Harley Davidson um, uh, shop, which is also a, a restaurant and bar. Oh, cool. And um, so there's bikes everywhere and there's a stage and there's pictures of Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash and everybody's there for a good time, you know, and, and they sell burgers. It's amazing. And we did a gig there, and it was like that was the best show we've had. We've we've sold all the tickets. We've never had a show like that. We want you back, okay? When do you want us back? Oh, about for thirteen months would be good. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, it's insane, man. It's insane. So um, I went back to busking. I was still writing as a singer songwriter. I had, and now we get to YouTube. Um, I opened a, a YouTube channel as a singer songwriter and as a musician doing covers doing video songs and recording all the instruments myself and also filming at the same time um an insane amount of work and i was doing one a week and it was really really hard work and it wasn't really going anywhere um it, it was what's the word it was almost pointless you know it was like screaming into the wind type of thing. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say, but the, the British version. But uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, but what I did learn there was I learned a little bit about YouTube. I learned a tiny bit about video editing. You know, I learned camera stuff a bit. Um, I learned to be better at my instrument for a time. Uh, all these sort of skills that I did not know I was acquiring and did not know I would ever apply anywhere. And then... Then honestly, I started really getting through electric guitar because I was mainly playing acoustic guitar then. And I got back into the electric guitar, found all these other YouTube channels that were guitar related. And several of them I found very frustrating because 
they were ge- reviewing gear, and I thought, well, that looks easy. Um, you know, uh, I wish I knew now what I knew then. <laughs> um, I thought that looks easy. That looks like a super simple job. And also, these channels are every week saying this is the best new overdrive, the only overdrive pedal you'll ever need. And that frustrated me because it's not possible. You know, it's it's not honest. It's not authentic. It's not real. And um, I thought, well. I'm going to open my channel and I'm going to be honest and authentic and real. And I'm going to say what I think and it looks easy. So it must be easy. It, must, it isn't easy. It's it not must easy. be easy. It's anybody can do it. All you got to yeah. do is just start a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and boom, you not only you do, do you get all the free gear you could ever want. So you much. make, you make hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. It's that easy. It's it that is. easy. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you're listening right now and you don't have a YouTube channel, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. I mean, come on. Get it together. It's so simple. <laughs> it's so simple. It's so Gmail simple. account, well away. Click the button, off you go. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's when and I, I decided because I was doing my, my singer-songwriter was my name, Andrew Ferris, I didn't. And that was, to me, a failure, even though looking back, it wasn't a failure. Nothing's ever a failure because it's a, it's a learning experience at the very least. But I was, again, depressed. And the depression has followed me through my life many, many, many years. Um, and it's something we can talk about if, if you'd like to uh, later because I have some, you know, I, I like to talk about positive mental health. So Certainly. I like people, that, yeah, I'm sure musicians and artists have issues there. You know, we're we're very sensitive. Um, so I, I quit the sort of the, the covers channel and the, the, the songwriting and and realized that gear stuff was actually not that easy. Um, About what year was this? Uh, I started the Guitar Geek YouTube channel in, I think, 2016, so mm-hmm. five years ago, but did nothing with it really or didn't take it seriously until 2017. Okay. Um, so the, the, the cover stuff was around, I, I moved to Austria in 2011, so I'm, I'm here almost 10 years and, uh, yeah, uh, I, I called it the guitar geek because I didn't want to use my name cause that was my other YouTube channel. And I, I, I was very, um, I felt very responsible for that artist that, you know, that word, uh, uh, Andrew Ferris. And I thought that guitar geek had to be something new, something different. And therefore I'd have the, the license to do anything I wanted. If I did it as Andrew Ferris, it would be the singer songwriter who was quite serious and writing deep, meaningful lyrics. And I wanted to be the president again, you know, I wanted to be the president yeah. of the United States of America, not the sort of moody singer songwriter that I was being for a few years. And, uh, yeah, and it kind of grew from there. It's a, it's a really interesting way to go about a musical expression. I think, you know, it's, um, I think a lot of people do think we were being very facetious earlier, but like, I think that it's very, very simple. And a lot of my listeners know this, but like here last year, I decided to, go for something kind of crazy. And I was like, I'm going to do 30 videos in 30 days, which isn't like a unique thing. Other people have done it. And uh, I didn't, I, I couldn't do it. I mean, admittedly it was because we were on an evac notice about halfway through um, the month, (laughs) but, but honestly, like I, I barely would have been able to do it anyway. I, I was like, this is taking 
so much time, so much time. What I thought I was like, I can be, I can do these in a couple hours a day. And sometimes that was true. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that was true. Most of the time it took all day. And, uh, and while I can say it worked, like I could see the results from doing that. Like I was like, Oh wow. The channel's growing like a ton. And I still have a itty bitty baby, tiny YouTube channel, but still like, I could see as a percentage, like, wow, things are, this is actually worth the effort. But man, it gave me a whole, I already respected the work that YouTubers do, but it gave me even a deeper appreciation for just how intense of a process it is and how draining it is. It's, Mm. it's, it's not, it's not easy at all. Um, Certainly there are harder jobs. You know, you could be an underwater welder. Or a bomb diffuser <laughs> or something yes. like that. But uh, I think there's a perception there that it's simple. What are some other myths you'd like to dispel about the YouTube land? Man, uh, nice question. Uh, probably we joked about getting free gear. Um, yeah, I mean, for example, today I received the Magus Pro, the new, the new pedal from TC Electronic, the rat-based pedal. Uh, a few conversations, they sent it to me. I did not pay for this pedal. However, I've spent all my day making a video for it that I would not get paid for because I wanted to make the video. And, and please don't listen to this thinking I'm feeling ungrateful or I hate my job. I love what I do. I could stop at any moment and find something else. You know, It wouldn't be that easy, but if I, I don't believe you should stay doing something you, you don't love. And... The gear is not free because I, I I believe that the only true currency we have is time. So, you know, we're all going to let's let's get real for a moment. But we're not going to be around forever. Uh, so therefore, it doesn't matter how much you get paid or if anything's free. If you spend time on something, even if it's, uh, I don't know, sleeping, um, that's a, a part of your life gone. I thought Elon said we were all going to upload ourselves to the computer. I'm confused. I thought we were immortal. No, that's not how this works. I, huh. Do you know what? Gen, generally, uh, genuinely, sorry. I think that I'm probably like going to be like five years too old for that, and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to croak it. Sort of maybe six months before they start up, start uploading people to the cloud, and I will have just missed it. I think I will be to like i'll get they'll it'll be a thing and i'll still be around for it but i'll be like you know i don't know 65 and be like man if you could have uploaded 25 year old me but 65 year old me just ready to like you know <laughs> fade into oh, fade into the night you know <laughs> if i could upload my, myself and then go back to being sort of like 15 16 that would be insanely cool oh i'm gonna go i'm not gonna go that far back i was real dumb so oh, no, I was I was dumb and and you know miserable, but also no responsibilities. You know, <sighs> hmm. I need to think about it. <laughs> S- sign me up, but don't actually start the process just yet. I need to sort out some some fine details, please. Thank you. Right, 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 right. What a weird segue. I do this. <laughs> this is a thing yeah. that I do. <laughs> okay, then then we are we are comfortable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the first myth is that you get free gear and stuff because you have to spend your time. You, you can get free gear, but suddenly if you don't start making videos with this gear, people are going to say, "I think we're going to stop sending him gear." Um, and also, your house gets full of gear, which sounds like a dream. It isn't because um, you get shouted at. 
or or you can't <laughs> find that pedal or you know that's i know these are first world problems to have and it's it's not a complaint it's a joke but um it is funny to see people's um expectations and even my own expectations so i'm not even saying other people i'm talking about myself when i started the channel or a year in like wouldn't it be great if someone sent me a pedal i didn't have to pay for and then i could make a video and people might watch it true but then i got a text bill this week i'm not very happy (laughs) (laughs) gonna have to make a lot of videos um yeah so that that's the one myth i guess the other myth um well there's many others do do you want to go do you want to do you want to bounce off it i mean sure i i am not nearly as experienced with youtube um i guess I i don't think it matters i think it's anybody's um experience is is worthy yeah i mean i i will say this this is i guess a pro youtube uh comment versus versus maybe podcasting i've put most of my eggs i won't say all of them but i've put most of my eggs into the podcast bucket Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a format that i really enjoy i really like being able to have these conversations and connect with people and i just love it i I, it's my favorite thing that i get to do and so i've i've put a ton of effort into it and actually i was on instagram live a, a few nights ago just a random i was waiting for something to upload so i just like wow let's go live and talk to people it was like midnight or something stupid. And somebody was like asking about starting a podcast and what I thought you should do. And I said, really evaluate whether you want to do a podcast or not, or if you want to be a content creator in another form. Because I think from the perspective of working with brands and getting a uh, you know, more opportunities thrown my way. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had a ton of things that I'm extremely blessed to have been able to do. But I think if I had put the same amount of effort and time into YouTube that I did into my podcast, I would probably be, from a career perspective, maybe somewhat ahead of where I am now. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, and and all all that to say is because as much as we want to complain about the youtube algorithm and how difficult it is to crack the fact is there is an algorithm and occasionally you can catch that wave (laughs) and when you do it's a beautiful thing right and and you can get into it once in a while especially with consistency of output unfortunately with podcasts there there's no algorithm (laughs) there's no there's nothing that's going to propel you some people say oh you get more reviews you'll climb the charts higher the real truth is if you're not in the top 10 in a given category, it doesn't matter. No one, no one scroll, no one in mass scrolls back that far to find, you know, other podcasters will (laughs) just to see how they're doing, but you're not gaining listeners. If you're not cracking into the top 10 uh, of, of a given category, you're just not. And so other than that, there's really no algorithm. So it's all on you. It's all on your listeners. It's all on your guests to be able to continue to grow. Um, largely it's, it's all on you. So it's a, it's a, it's a more difficult thing to gain traction. in. I would say based on my experience with doing a little of both, it's, it's much easier to get people to click over and watch a YouTube video than it is a podcast 
I at least from the numbers that I have available, you know. Um, and so I would say that's that's one thing, one big check in the YouTube pro box is getting people to over to your YouTube channel is easier than getting them to, to listen to your podcast for a whole huge variety of reasons. They're both challenging, <laughs> but uh, that's my long diatribe, I guess, of YouTube versus versus podcasting as far as a medium goes. I I, I totally agree. Um, I have very little experience with podcasts. I have a podcast, um, but it's nothing. It's not a business move. It's not something for career. It's it's hanging with some friends um, and talking guitars, but. I have no idea how I would go about promoting a podcast. It just seems like the abyss. And and people, like a podcast requires um, some dedication on the part of the listener. Like I have several favorite podcasts, um, most are non-guitar related. So it's my my break, you know, it's my, my me time that doesn't do guitars. And YouTube videos you just see. So you go, oh, I'll, I'll click that, that's fine. But a, a podcast, I know it's going to be at least 40 minutes. So I'm going to have to dedicate a certain portion of my time to do that. And I I don't generally have much free time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that people use, at least for me, and I think for a large percentage of the listeners too. I use it to help me do mundane things. I'm not very good at focusing on things that I don't want to do, you know, like pulling weeds or... Same. You know, mowing the lawn or whatever. I'm not good at it at all. I've gotten infinitely better at it since podcasts became so easy and accessible. Now I can just put my headphones on and get to work and stay stay on task with something boring like that. And I think a lot of people use podcasts that way while they're driving, while while they're going for a walk, while they're, you know, painting their house, like whatever they're doing that, you know, requires just kind of automated motor skills mm. uh the podcast helps them stay kind of in that zone and so it's a different it's a completely different thing than a youtube video that you might you know be watching while you're on the toilet or something <laughs> you know that's what we aim content towards that's yep. right uh-huh all of the content is for <laughs> making toilet time more enjoyable for everyone that's the whole so thing you're welcome everybody that's right that's right Sorry about the cold buttocks. <laughs> if you stay there long enough, they'll they'll warm back up. It'll be okay. I've I've never stayed there long enough. I'll have to try that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to watch longer YouTube videos. Damn. <laughs> Maybe you queue up a podcast next time. That way you'll be there for a good long while. Well, I'm a I'm a parent, so you know I just generally stand in the toilet room and unlock the door. And then after a few minutes, flush the toilet, wash my hands, and walk back out again, having right. done nothing but enjoy the peace of my own tiled room. <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> it sounds to me like you've got gear all over the house, and you've got kids and a lack of quiet time. What you need is you need your own shred shed. I think that's what you need. Dude, you could not be closer to the point that I'm currently considering. Um Especially with with um, the current situation of my my girlfriend working from home also, and the kids, uh, my kids are f coming four and coming six, so they're very much at home, and mm -hmm. I love them dearly. So let's just get that out of the way. Um, but to run a YouTube channel uh, or like a, a recording studio where it has to be quiet and focused, 
um, with kids and with gear everywhere and a, a limited space, that that's also an, another challenge, you know? Um, not a negative point at all. It's just you have to really schedule yourself. Um, and if I were giving advice to someone who was thinking of doing this, um, scheduling stuff and scheduling times and finding times is, is the number one thing that's that goes between me and failing, you know? So you, you have to say, hey, family, you know, I'm going, dad's going to be in here talking to his internet friends for the next, uh, next three hours. Please do not come in and do not run the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> type Actually, I, I kind of just, uh, if I did that, um, then my kids would go, oh yeah, he said he was busy. I should probably go down there and check he's still busy. <laughs> so what, what I do is I, I do that when they're at kindergarten. Um, so they're at kindergarten from like eight till 12. That gives me four hours of, of shooting, um, like pretty much guaranteed. And then anything else I can grab uh, is, is, is taken, you know, or indeed like right now, it's now 20 to 10 PM in Austria. I would work now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's, I mean, I, I've, I have to check myself often because there were times when I was doing two jobs plus a YouTube channel, plus teaching guitar, plus teaching English. In, and, you know, that was insane. That was working till 1 a.m. and then getting up at 6 without uh, kids, I'll be fair. But um, to go back to it, I, I, I know we're not uh, advising people, but for, if, if anyone is thinking of doing anything like that, the number one skill you need i believe is not guitar playing it's not presenting it's not knowing how to edit a video it's staying power it's the fact of just saying i'm going to do this and it's crappy this month and it's going to be crappy for this time but i'm going to keep doing it and soon enough it stops being crappy and starts being great and um and all the time you still get to play play guitar you know it's it's great but the staying power is the number one thing that got me where i am so far I think that that is true almost no matter what what you're talking about, especially if yeah. it's a creative thing. I remember two years ago at NAMM, I, I don't remember which builder it was, but it was a smaller, uh, newer company talking to Josh Scott. And I happened to be standing there. And Josh Scott of JHS for everyone. I'm sure you knew that, but just in case. Uh, and they said, what's the number one piece of advice you would give to a new pedal company? And he said, stick around. Hmm. He said, he said, if you can just stick around for long enough, you will be amazed at what happens or something to that effect. But I know the first words out of his mouth were stick around. And it's like, wow, how true is that with, with media as well? Hmm. Like I, I, there are, I think I, I can't remember exactly what the numbers are now, but something like, three million podcasts now or wow. something something to that effect but only I, i'm getting the numbers all kind of butchered but like it's something like three million podcasts and only only three hundred thousand of them have published in the last 30 days something like that really? yeah it's a it's a really crazy number it's it's really bananas that like how quickly so many podcasts drop off that's why when people are like uh I, I'm in a lot of podcast groups and they're like, oh, I got a hundred downloads this month. Is that good? And it's like, yeah, it actually is really good. It is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's hard to put that into perspective. 
because you'll see somebody I've got 20 bazillion gajillion downloads and I'm sponsored by on it and whatever, like, <laughs> it, you know, like it's, it's, uh, they're the 1%, you yes. know, all the rest of us have to bite and scratch for every inch of ground that we have. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird, it's an awesome space that we found ourselves in, but it's a weird one. Totally. I, I, I was told that not many podcasts make it past the seventh episode. If you make it past the seventh episode, you're pretty much going to keep doing it for a long time. It do, that does seem to be the case. And I think the next the next big hurdle is 20 and then mm-hmm. 50, I believe, is the kind of the step. Once you've gotten past 50, if you keep going, the odds are in your favor, which sounds insane. Like you have to do 50 episodes and some people even say like a hundred episodes before you ever even like should consider whether or not this is going to be you know part of your living. Which is, mm-hmm. if, had I heard that early on, I don't know, I don't know what I would have thought. <laughs> uh, the bliss of ignorance. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about uh, just being a media person, but as far as as far as your like, I guess general ethos for your channel. Like what? What else can you say on that? Um, pretty much. I, I like through the fact that I opened my channel because I was frustrated at seeing some channels back then saying things that I thought were untrue and not being clear to the viewers. Um, my number one thing is just just to be honest and um, be myself and. Being myself means I have quite a few quirks and I find several things funny that are they're just there to amuse myself. Um, and I make sure to include that. I make sure to sort of try and do a job that actually gets across the information. But my, I, have a, I have a monitor screen that I, I can see the camera so I can see what's recording. And on there, I have two stickers and it says, number one, have fun. Uh, number two, inform. So it's entertain and inform. And if I'm not having fun, I've seen videos. I've I've been so many videos because I've looked, I've watched them back for editing, and I'm like, you look absolutely miserable. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> so I just have to bin it and come back the next day. It's even though I'm against the clock, or even though it's a release thing, I just I can't. I'm not a perfectionist, but I do like to release something I'm proud of, regardless of what it is. I like to you know make a nice breakfast. I like to. Um, you know, go on a nice walk. Something I don't want to go on a crappy walk or make a crappy breakfast. Right. Um, just as an example. But yeah, the ethos of the channel is um, friendliness and honesty, and just to be inviting. It's it's available for everybody. However, not everybody gets that. So some people, thankfully, thankfully the channel's at the stage now where um, it's self-sufficient enough for me not to worry so much about trolls whereas the beginning you're more likely to get someone telling you negative stuff rather than positive um and now it's it's fine now you know of course people don't get you know if you if you play a video of a pedal uh, so if you make a video of a pedal and you play through this pedal you can't please everyone and that goes for everything globally that you do you can't if if you are pleasing everybody i believe you're doing something wrong i would rather someone say that's great or that's terrible rather than yeah it's okay i can take it or leave it uh, that, that's the reaction i don't want i want you to love it or hate it i don't want you to say yeah these videos they're okay 
yeah, I, I watch them sometimes. You know, I want them to to really want to watch them or really not, because then you've got the the dedication of someone who's really being entertained and really really gets it. And ultimately, I make content for for something that I would watch, and that's it. Right on. I like that. Yeah, trolls are a weird one, and I have I have been extremely fortunate, largely with trolls on everything that I've done. They they're they're there. Right. They're definitely mm-hmm. there. But for whatever reason, and I don't know why, and I hope it continues, it won't continue forever. I know it will. But <laughs> but I've had very minimal trolls, even on Instagram uh, or, you know, certainly even on YouTube. It's very, very minimal for me so far. Of course, my channel's still pretty small, so that definitely has something to do with it. But it's I'm continually astounded by the amount of positivity that I get. Uh, I'm like, someone's going to come along. Someone's going to be a, a hater and crush my soul, but it hasn't really happened yet. And that is absolutely astonishing to me in this day and age <laughs> that it hasn't happened in a really violent or extreme way yet, but it'll be, it'll, it'll be there. I'm preparing. I'm, I'm bracing myself. Um, it's weird. Trolls I just get, I think the quality of troll has really declined over the past few years. I don't think trolls are putting the effort in that they used to. I think they should be working harder on their insults. I think they should spend more time researching their victims to really, really dig on the one point that would make someone close their channel down. I, I, I think <laughs> I just really don't think they're dedicated enough anymore. They're just like, you suck. You can't play. Your hair is stupid. Your hair um, is not stupid. Oh, it's wonderful. Wonderful. thank you very much. But some, some, some people believe that it is stupid. And, um, I'll fight them. That's just not the dedication I require from a <laughs> troll on my channel. If you're going to troll, please put the effort in. Right. Really mean it. Like yeah. you do with Ryan Burke. <laughs> I was wondering when that name would be mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our, our mutual arch nemesis, right? Yes. Oh, the Burkey. The, <laughs> the Burkey. Oh, boy. Ryan Burke, of course, of the 60 Cycle Hum YouTube channel and podcast. So we both you know, have violent rage against him, clearly. Absolutely. So much. His his success irks me. (laughs) How can such a terrible human being be so successful? Oh, he's so awful. He's so bad. Such an evil person. Nasty piece of work. Yeah. How dare he give give guitars to children? How dare he do that? (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? How dare you spread goodwill and faith and happiness and joy? Yeah, how dare you do what's that? Your, what's your end game, dude? What's your end game? I want to know. Speaking of trolls, though, I, I, I will never be... This is why I'm partially amazed that I've had fairly limited trolls, but I remember when he gave that guitar to a, a random kid in a guitar center parking lot, and some of those responses were literally like, oh, yeah, that, guy, that kid's probably rich. Like you probably yeah, yeah. just him. it's like, well, how, was he supposed to check his his IRS like with the IRS and make sure that his income was below a certain number? I don't know. He looked like some kid. I don't know how much money he had. Like, <laughs> it's just. I, I would like to so see that weird. video where Ryan drives around and says, "Hey, hey, buddy, how much money you got on you? Nothing. Yeah. Get what's your bank deeds? Nothing. Here, take the guitar. Right, exactly." <laughs> Like, how is this supposed I'd watch, to work? I'd watch a video where he actually checks. I think that I, I'm going to suggest that to him. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, like really seriously vet him. You know, you're going to want to see uh, tax statements. You're going to want to see bank account statements. 
We're going to need social security numbers. We're going to need yeah. the whole nine yards to really vet this person. And to make sure their grades are up to snuff also if they're in school. Still. Good point. If, Good if point. their grades aren't aren't above a, a C plus, then I don't think they deserve the free guitar. You know, it's just my opinion. What's your chief? Yeah, I, I, I'd like to see that. But um, I, I, I don't know if you want to keep talking about trolls, but for me, trolls are people... Um, Oh, I think there's a lot of jealousy involved. And I also feel that jealousy because I work hard and sometimes people like Ryan Burke just get all the success <laughs> and money in Hollywood. And I, I'd love nothing more than for him to fail. So, right. Well, I mean, with with that much success, with that much ease, definitely comes a rabid cocaine habit. So he's bound to fail at some point. There is that. There is yeah. that. Did we just start a rumor? Are people going to start saying that Ryan's on coke? I do not want to see that guy on coke. <laughs> Don't either. He's got too much energy as it is. We can't yeah. be having him be on cocaine. I'm going to now share this episode. I don't usually do this, but I, I'm going to now share this episode in 60 cycle home and just title it. Ryan's on cocaine and see what people say. Great. I love it. Yes. I'm in. I'm fully committed. We can talk about it more on the Patreon episode. I think that's good. Before we dive <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this episode, but you did mention <laughs> earlier to get get into something a little bit more serious. You you yeah sure. You mentioned you were passionate about talking about mental health, and you mentioned your struggles with depression. And I felt like you wanted to get into that a little bit more. Do you have a uh, some insight or anything you want to say to people that might be struggling in a similar fashion? Absolutely, man. Um... Before I do say that, I, I'd like to, like I mentioned my depression over the years. The, the main thing about the depression was I was not aware that I was depressed. I was not aware that I had a history of depression. I was not aware that I was more than sad. And if, you know, there, there is a link between depression and sadness, but it is not the same thing. A depression is when um, you feel nothing. A sadness is when you feel bad. A depression is when you feel empty and worthless and useless. And sadness is when you react to something and it makes you feel bad. And there's room for sadness, you know. Um, there's absolutely, but it's a different situation. And I guess I I, I reassessed my um, my way to control or not control, but my way to listen to myself, my body, my mind. Um, my, my spirit as well to, to know how I'm feeling and to be actually be in tune with what I'm feeling. So knowing, as I mentioned before, that no matter what I do to that video, I look miserable in it because I was miserable. So just stop working on it and, and chalk it down to a, a, a bad day, you know, and you have to, or at least I have to accept those. Um, in 2018, I had a pretty bad nervous breakdown, burnout, complete shell just a just a husk of a human being just the body you know um it was awful it was due to the fact that i was again working like two jobs running the youtube channel um living in a country where i didn't speak the language properly not having much of a social circle uh all these you know it wasn't one thing it was a huge amount of of uh factors and that is when I know we joked about it, but that is when the trolls were rife on my channel, and that is when it started to hurt and hurt badly because I was, um, I was not seeing the positive results from the channel, working so so hard, but not achieving a level where I could sort of 
feel um i mean i never feel satisfied that's that's a terrible thing to feel and uh, complacency is an awful thing don't ever feel that but never feeling like the recognition or um the the worth that i was putting in was coming out so i i hit rock bottom and i was at that time working at a kindergarten um so i was around kids and it was wonderful but the whole time i was in my head thinking i hate this what am I doing? And there's just this constant cycle of, of being around these kids and, and, and helping them and, and working with them. And on the outside, uh, also on the inside, I, I loved these kids. There was, there was no question. But what happened was we changed years. And in my first year, the kids that I'd worked with for a year left. And it absolutely broke me that I wasn't going to see like just four kids again. And um, I remember going home uh, and feeling uh suddenly very very strongly but i wasn't sure what i was feeling and then next thing i know uh i was kind of on the floor in a heap and just bawling and and then nothing and bawling and my poor girlfriend was just she didn't know what to do and i was you know smashing my head against the dishwasher um and just having this absolute restart and um yeah, this, this happened. There's a lot more, of course, detail on that. But that that was both the worst time of my life and the best time of my life because it got me to to really reassess what life is about. And I, I don't want to get too um, you know too airy and too fairy and too too hippie about it. But I mean, go for it. There are That's there fine. are so many people, so many people going through the life just as a passenger, you know, and just um just living and i know the times at the moment are complicated and we don't have as many choices and opportunities as we have had in the past but also i believe that this time and these lockdowns and stuff like that have given people a chance to reassess their their lives uh, and to question it otherwise you just get up go to work come home go to sleep and do the same the next day and for me this breakdown was my 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 point uh, my, my restart my my absolute reassessment. Um, I, I, I was not able to even feed myself. You know, it was terrible. And at the same time, I was still making YouTube videos, and I had to stop for a little while. And I, I released a video and said, "Look, this has happened. I feel bad. If anybody feels this way, then you're not alone." And I know that's that is a cliche. And being told that you're not alone and it's okay to feel that sometimes doesn't feel like the right thing to hear. Uh, so what I did, I opened up a Facebook group, uh, and it's called the Guitar Geek Super Friends. It is not at all related to me trying to promote my videos or trying to further my career. It is the secret, not, not so secret anymore, but um, it's it's hard to get in, I should say. Uh, it's a secret, safe place to be. I wanted to be the safest place on Facebook at the time, which is maybe not um, the in place anymore, but there's a great small group of people on there who are very aware that they can talk about guitars, they can post themselves playing, and no one is going to uh, attack them or even you know, question them. And so that's what I did. I tried to turn something very, very negative into something that's, in a small way, I believe, very, very positive. And to the, you know, I still apply that to my videos and my day-to-day -day life. It's life can really really suck but life can also be absolutely fantastic and when i wake up in the morning i can sometimes make a choice as to whether that day is going to be a brilliant day 
or a crappy day. And um, it's not always an, op an option to choose, but it, sometimes all you just have to do is, is say, um, and sorry, this is, I shouldn't say that about depression. Like you just have to pull yourself together. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about my personal experience. When I wake up, if I feel on the edge of maybe not having a good day, I just try and take a step back and start again, you know? Mm -hmm. So if anyone is feeling in the way that, uh, that I've described, then find that one thing that you hold on to that one thing. It might be a guitar. It might be a movie. It might be a person. It might be a book. It might be a, a meal, you know, uh, something that makes you feel like, damn, I would miss this. <laughs> I would miss this so much. Like I, I, I cooked spaghetti bolognese today and I thought, man, I'm enjoying this food and yeah. I missed it. And, and that's enough, you know? So these tiny little steps that seem so small, but they're actually huge things. So find that one thing and then find another thing and then find a few more, then find a person that feels similar. And then you share these things and suddenly you have something, you know, and that depression is a nothingness and you have to fill it with something. And, uh, that's what I did. I think it's really important for people to express these things and to be comfortable talking about them because it's, it's been, it's even still a relatively recent development that the stigma is starting to wash off some of this stuff. It's still there, mm -hmm. but I, th I think it's finally getting better. It's finally getting to a point where people can have these types of conversations without the fear of like, well, just get it together, man. You know, yeah. like because if it was that simple, then then they would they wouldn't be talking about it in the first place. If it was just yes, I just washed my face off with some cold water and uh, you know made myself a, a nice cup of coffee and we're all better now. If that's yeah. all it took, then these things wouldn't even need to be talked about. Therapists therapists wouldn't exist. Uh, <laughs> you know, like. And we wouldn't see people with these intense struggles. The fact is that it is a real thing and it deserves to be talked about. And people who are hearing this right now, if you're going through anything, you are not by yourself. And please don't hesitate to hit somebody up, even if it's me. I'm not going to be of, of uh, extreme help, but if you think I might be able to talk to you a little bit, then, hey, I'm around. You know, I don't want to see anybody struggle unnecessarily. And I think having these kinds of conversations is is really important. That's why it's not the first time that I've purposely dug into it when someone's brought it up. So thank you for all of that. No, you're welcome. Thank you for, for giving me a platform upon which to uh, to promote positive mental health. Uh, it just it just makes absolute sense. Like if if you've if you've if your arm falls off, you're going to say, "Whoa, my arm's fallen off. I probably need to see a doctor." If something happens inside you, inside your your mind or, or your brain or whatever we want to call it, it's no different. It really, really isn't. And I'm so happy that um, the society is changing to somewhere where it is accepted to to even just to have a bad day. You know. Uh, it's 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 fine to to not be fine. Mm -hmm. It is, and you know we all, even those of us that might consider themselves relatively healthy mentally most of the time, we still have bad days. Like it's still no one's no one's just a hundred percent stoked all the time, even if they present that they are. You know, um, mm. 
I have bad days. I I do. Uh, I don't think I have any kind of clinical, you know, depression or anything that, that I could actually relate to anybody on it to that level. But I have plenty of friends that have, and I've talked to. I talk to a lot. You may not know this, Andy, but I talk to a lot of people. As it turns out, <laughs> it's like Tell it's my more. job. Yeah, it's like it's my <laughs> job or something weird. Uh, but it, it, you know, these conversations continue off the air, and and sometimes they we get into a lot of things, and that's been one of the most rewarding things about the podcast is getting exposed to so many different people with so many different life experiences. It's really opened my eyes and my mind to humanity in a lot of ways which sounds kind of cheesy for a you know silly guitar podcast but it's been really rewarding so people like yourself help me understand these things a little bit better yeah i i i hear you and i think that anything anyone cares about so i know you were joking when you said silly little podcast but it's given someone joy, you know, and that, that's what I do with my videos to sort of circle back to, 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 to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to circle back to that. I want people to watch my videos and feel better at the end of it than they did at the beginning. Um, and when I plug in a fuzz pedal and it does something that makes me smile and just my whole face erupts with joy, that's real. And if I've been told that that helps people, you know, they don't, some, some of them don't even play guitar and some of them hate fuzz pedals. But um, to watch somebody exp- oh, them exp- what? I, I know. Let's not, let's not talk about that. That's, that's All another right. show altogether oh, with okay. a, a All lot right. sadder show. Yeah. No, but yeah, no. it's, it's, it's a genuine joy. And I don't think anyone should worry about how good they are or how good they perceive they are or how many numbers they have or you know how many subs it really doesn't matter if you're doing sorry it does matter it doesn't matter as much as being proud and having fun of what you're doing and i have to check myself several times because i do constantly check my subscriber numbers and um i shouldn't i shouldn't yeah i yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. I mean, it is. It is. You, you kind of have to, to you know, because what's the number one thing people ask you when you you're trying to work with a company? How many subscribers do you have? What do you? And I get it. I get it. I know why they're asking those questions, but that's probably a subject for another day. <laughs> Which maybe we'll get into. Maybe we'll. I'd love we'll to do another yeah. one. Some other day. Some other day. Well, we we have hit officially hit that sixty minute. Mark, and we have not even gotten into the classic question, so we better hit those and wrap this up. But before we do that, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to say to the people? Do you have anything you want to plug? Anyone you want to thank? Any uh, you know secret recipes you want to share? Whatever. This is your chance to shine. My goodness. Wow. Well, uh, secret recipes. Uh, if you're making spaghetti bolognese, a teaspoon of Marmite in there will huh. will change your life forever. Okay. Um, and if it's too much, do half a teaspoon. Uh, it's fine. Don't let people tell you it's disgusting. It's not. It's just different. That's that's my recipe thing. Plug-wise, um, if you want to see someone playing guitar and having fun, and you can, of course, come and see my channel, see some of the videos. If you like it, then consider watching another one. You know, And what I will say is the people that do watch my videos are very nice people. So if you're searching for a community of nice people, then... Um, then maybe try the, the comment section and the Discord because there's, there's people hanging out there. 
otherwise um find what you love and let it kill you all right sounds good death by podcasting it is for me then (laughs) i will talk myself to death death by fuzz oh Mm -hmm. now we're talking okay here we go classic questions first what is your favorite boss pedal ds1 oh my man thank you thank you not enough love for the ds1 in my book ds1 i have have one one in front of me it's fantastic i love it especially on baritone love it Mm, now you're talking oh that's sweet sweet low tones bring it on down baby i love me some medium guitar it's medium (laughs) bass is long guitar and then we have all right, medium. I see. <laughs> it's medium guitar. I thought it was like medium rare, like you know, well, slightly well done guitar. Yeah, I think it, I can't remember where some. I didn't come up with that. I just don't remember where I heard it off the top of my head. But I thought it was right. funny. It makes sense. Yeah. All right. Next and final question: What is your favorite kind of pizza? Um. I'm lucky enough to have been to Italy a few times because I'm just kind of a few hours away. I would say my favorite is the most simple pizza you can get. Just some tomato with some some good cheese. And there's just one place I'm thinking of particularly. I'm blanking exactly where it is. It's just the simplest of recipes with made there in front of you by some wonderful Italian family that just, it's like oregano and, and that's it. Um, mm. That being said, I can't get that where I am, so I have to give you a second answer, which is probably like something uh, I can't remember what the word is. Uh, it's it's got ch- so I lose my English sometimes because I live here. It's a real stupid thing. Oh, um, it's got like some cheese and some uh, some white cheese gorgonzola. No, um, what's the English word? The other one. Mozzarella. Mozzarella. Thank you. Right. <laughs> okay. um, Which I guess is probably an Italian word, technically. Mozzarella. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that one and some special kind of ham that's local. And again, tomatoes. So very simple for me. Very, very simple. And if anybody does spicy pizza, then Ooh. that just makes me yak. Oh, I, I love spicy pizza. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah. Each to your own. But um, just means you don't have pineapple. to share. That would have been bad if you just said pineapple. Yeah, that that is a that was bought this week. I wasn't very happy about it. <laughs> it's so upsetting. <laughs> like, Daddy, no. we ate all the pineapple off this side, so you can eat it. Good like, kids. Good children. That's for the palate of children. It's all this you well. <laughs> right on, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was a blast. Thank you for having me. It's it's been a, a genuine pleasure. All right, everybody. For Mr. Ferris. This is Blake, and as always, folks, good luck and good tones. There you have it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Make sure you go over to Andy's YouTube channel and subscribe. There will be a link in the show notes for that. Please do it. It's a great channel. He's a great dude, and he has magnificent hair. I mean, what more could you possibly ask for? Additionally, if you'd like more of this conversation and you'd like to help this show stay on the interwebs, you can go to patreon.com slash tonemob, and for five bucks a month, you too can get extra episodes beamed directly to your ears every week, including more chat with Andy. Last week's guest, Thomas, we spent uh, an hour 
yeah, we spent a whole another hour talking over there. Andy and I had a great time as well this week. There's a ton of extra content. So if you need more tone mobbery in your ears, you like this jibber jabber, you like this show, please, please, please slide over there and check that out if you can. And if not, just tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers, tell anybody that you think might get something out of this podcast. Share it on your socials, share it directly, you know, telling people, like literally just being like, I've been listening to this show and I love it is how I've found most of my favorite shows. You know, sometimes you really got to beat people over the head. And, you know, telling somebody directly like that tends to work even better than a social media post. But hey, social media posts are great too. So please, please, please share this around if you can. And again, thank you to everyone using those links, especially the ToneMob.com slash Sweetwater link for buying your gear. It helps out immensely. ToneMob.com slash Reverb as well. And if you need strings, definitely hit up my folks at StringJoy, and you're about to hear a little ad for them if you stick around. Okay, bye-bye, folks. Talk to you next week. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you, that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is ToneMob.com Stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstory as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out.